live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. I'm looking out the window. This is the Rich Eisen Show. I do not see a pig flying out there. I'm going to have to believe it when I see it. The Washington Commanders apparently up for sale. The Rich Eisen Show. If you make our number, we'll sell the team. And the number's going to be north of $5 billion. Today's guests. Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson, ESPN NBA reporter Nick Friedel, plus your phone calls, latest news, and more. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Our number two of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. We came on the air and uh, talked about the commissioner of the NBA, Adam Silver, issuing a statement saying the statement that the Nets and Kyrie Irving and the Anti-Defamation League uh, jointly sent out yesterday. Uh, Not enough, said it was a reckless decision for Kyrie to tweet out a link to an anti-Semitic Uh, documentary and he says that they're going to have a conversation about it next week i was saying that uh it was leaving me lacking as well because uh Kyrie is is he not going to now talk about it because he's made a statement and that's the end of it the answer to that is no he's talking about it and he talked about it today he met with the media for six minutes what sounded like a shoot around with basketballs being bounced all over the place um, we're gathering all that sound here. And in hour number three, before Nick Friedel of ESPN, who covers the team, and I'm no doubt he was in this media scrum with Kyrie, um, he will be joining us in hour number three to discuss all of that. Lamar Jackson's going to join this program very shortly. Nice. Um, we haven't done um, something called higher register in some time where it's we all come up with. Time. Well, it, it's been a while. I mean, we do go higher register on this show quite a bit, which is where you have to go up here to say uh, what you're saying and believe it. Um, and uh, we have each of us a, uh, a pardon me, a topic that's going on in the uh, in the sports world. And um, we have to go higher register to believe it. And we'll give you that later on in the program. Trust me, it's a lot of fun. Um, Lamar Jackson's joining us in about 18 minutes time. We're here on the Roku channel, channel 210. We love anybody who uh, is listening to us on terrestrial radio or listening to us on Sirius XM and Odyssey or listening to us on our podcast version of the show. We greatly appreciate it. Um, and um, uh, But if you want to watch us, it's very simple. Um, you just get any Roku device. You get a Samsung smart TV. You might already have one. Uh, Amazon Fire TV, and we're free on the Roku channel. There is the app that you can get on any mobile device. The Roku channel is free on the app. And then you could just go on desktop, therokuchannel.com. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial on all of these fronts. It is week number nine in the NFL, man. Goes fast. Yeah? Goes fast, man. We're halfway through the season. Isn't it amazing We're, we're halfway through the season? Halloween's over. We're in November. And we just had a nice debate about uh, Bills or Eagles. Right, TJ Jefferson? Which, by the way, I, I don't know who's the better out of those two teams, but if we're power ranking, I'm going to put the undefeated team first. So Man, Those two teams make the Super Bowl. Look out. As we've stated before, Rich, Super Bowl's in Arizona. Bills, insane fan base. Eagles, insane fan base. Also, that weekend in Arizona, the Waste Management Open is if you're is it a golf the same fan. Weekend again? It's the same oh, weekend. If you're a golf fan, you know the Waste Management in Phoenix is the most insane golf tournament on the schedule. Everyone's hammered. The 16th hole is a par, or the 17th hole is a par three. Everyone goes nuts. It's awesome. Phoenix is not going to be able to handle it, TJ. If it's Eagles fans and Bills fans and all these insane golf fans, what are we going to do? I mean, it doesn't really matter if it's Eagles or Bills. The Super Bowl is just going to be nuts regardless. I know, but those fan bases coming in, into town, Rich, come on. And I, I appreciate you guys uh, talking up that game with those fan bases. Um, I'll be honest with you. Uh, I've done the Arizona Super Bowls twice, and the Waste Management is an incredible golf tournament. I just wish, can we separate the two? Holy cow. Yeah, it's going to be wild. By the way, though, um, I mean, Rich, not to interrupt, but you know, yeah, I, I know. guess that we got coming up, his team has a highly favorable schedule the rest of this season. So the Ravens, we might be putting the Bills up there and might be sleeping a little bit on the fact that the Ravens, you I, know, their schedule is pretty nice, right? I, I get it. I, I think this is a dangerous game for them coming up on Monday night. Yeah, really? I do. I do. 
Interesting. And I'm not just saying that because Cam Jordan's joining us tomorrow. You like the way the Red Rifle's been slinging it? I just like the way that defense yeah, came together. I mean, this defense will always keep the Saints. I like the way that their defense just shut out the Raiders. That brings me to this list. I've got a top five list right here. We're halfway through the season. I did this after two weeks. And I figured, let me just wait another month and a half to see how it all shakes out. But I have some disappointments here. Uh-oh. The top five most disappointing teams through the first half Are of the NFL Are we doing two through campaign. six or no? <laughs> <laughs> no, we're starting with five. We're starting with five. But we could just save so much time. We're starting with five. And uh, I put this on this list because um, a lot of people thought they just needed to add a quarterback and they could just let's run. And I think I said throughout the offseason, I need to see it to believe it. So this doesn't surprise me, but I think a lot of people are left disappointed by the three and five Denver Broncos right now. And they trade away Bradley Chubb. So you got to sit here and wonder what what are they thinking about moving forward the rest of this season? And where do you, you you just don't find the Bradley Chubbs anywhere. Just hanging around. You don't usually trade away these top-notch pass rushers in the prime of their careers. So, I, I you know, in, in George Payton, they trust their general manager. But I, I don't like at all the way they've played football. The coach has made some really questionable decisions and man, if Russ didn't cook in the fourth quarter of that game in London, right. they'd be much higher than five on this list because they'd be two and six. But you never know. That said, I think there's a ton of people that thought that the Broncos would be in the hunt for their division halfway through the season and that Russ would be finding Jerry Judy and finding Cortland Sutton and the running game would be what it is. Instead, you know. The kid, Javante Williams, really wasn't even flashing before he blew out his knee in what seemed to be a very normal running play. It's just been a lot of disappointments for this team throughout, and the fact that Bradley Chubb's not there anymore, I think, uh, is deflating for the fan base. Number four on this list is a team that I had winning their division, and that's not going to happen because they've already been swept by the team that's leading their division. And then this team was supposed to finally have found the right veteran quarterback as they've been churning veteran quarterbacks in and out of the franchise for the last two years and they did it again this year the indianapolis colts at three four and one man are they disappointing matt ryan's benched sam ellinger it's his turn now and um you know he might go ahead and prove to be some uh viable starting quarterback in this league I know I kind of went higher register right there. They fired their offensive coordinator entering week nine, Jonathan Taylor. Um, You know, if you drafted him first overall in your league and you've got a winning record and you've got a chance to actually win your fantasy league, then you're doing a great job. You might be looking at three, four, and one in your fantasy league. You might be right in the middle of the pack for your fantasy league with a shot at the wild card, but no shot at winning your division because that's what the Colts look like right now on the – offensive line has been patently disappointing Matt Ryan is benched essentially because they couldn't protect him he needed that sort of protection that's where you brought him in you knew he was one of those iron deers on the front lawn (laughs) so they're 3-4-1 entering week 9 very disappointing I think everybody can guess what the final three teams are on my list but they're going to be ordered in different ways Um, I knew they would struggle because their best wide receiver said, I want out, and they showed him the door, even though their GOAT quarterback, who's won back-to-back MVPs, was, one would think, expecting him to stay because he he stuck around for an incredible contract for him. Um, But the Green Bay Packers at 3-5. and All those kids that they thought could grow up fast. Aaron Rodgers two weeks ago is talking about, let's simplify things. This is when the simple stuff's supposed to have been down. You're supposed to have simplified this stuff already, and then you start opening the playbook. The defense has been a little bit troubling over the last couple of weeks. Uh, There are only three on this list because I did, believe it or not, see some positives in their loss 
to the Bills. They committed to the run, and they ran it effectively against a very stout front seven. And the kids Dobbs and Ture made plays. Dobbs made a nice play in the back of the end zone. Beautiful play. Spectacular grab. And that kid Ture, their seventh-round pick out of Nebraska, made an adjustment that looked like something a veteran receiver will do because Aaron Rodgers wants him to do it. That said, three and five, nobody thought they would be in this situation behind the six and one Vikings at this point in time. Number two on this list, I thought they would go to the Super Bowl. I thought they they were my preseason pick to go to the Super Bowl out of the NFC, and that doesn't appear to be in the cards right now. And I know they looked dreadful at the Thanksgiving point of the season in the year in which they won the Super Bowl. But the three and five bucks are number two on this list. I, I didn't see this one coming. And, you know, um, I, if you told me they'd be three and five, I'm like, I guess Godwin's not playing at all. No, he's playing. Yeah, he's out. And you'd be like, I guess what? Um, uh, Leonard Fournette's not playing? No, he's playing. The offensive line getting banged up the way that it did didn't help. Brady is not playing well at all compared to what we expect from him. Obviously, his personal life, at some point, one will hope that we're going to stop talking about it. But right now, the first half of the season is informed by a lot. The one thing that really, really is disappointing about this team, other than the record, is the fact that they can't run it and they can't stop the run. I mean, Devin White didn't talk to the media this week, turned it down. You see Warren Sapp, our buddy 99, called him out on Instagram showing a play against the Ravens where he jogged after the ball carrier, didn't even come close to the ball carrier. I mean, if this is the way things are going for the Bucs, talk about disappointing. And then number one on the list. This team is so disappointing that their head coach apologized to the fan base after losing this past week to fall to two and five after getting shut out roll it obviously that wasn't good enough in any way shape or form um and that's my responsibility so um i have to do a much better job of getting ourselves ready to go here um that's that's we're better than that and uh you know i apologize to raider nation for for that performance and uh again i own that Uh, that's that's my responsibility I own that. That's my responsibility. Can also be attributed to my nonstop table pounding and predicting (laughs) that the Raiders would win the AFC West. I was zagging when everyone was zigging. And boy, did I get the ziggy from this team. I put it out there because I saw Devontae Adams hooking up with his old BFF from college. When a new quarterback-wide receiver combination is born, these guys usually have to go somewhere warm for a long time and rep like crazy to get on the same page and figure out what a look pre-snap in one direction or the other means and what that hand signal means and all that. Not these guys. Not these guys. Chandler Jones, 100 sacks in his career being added to Max Crosby. I like that, too. And I like the way that the Raiders finished last year. Normally that translates. But they got rid of the coach who was part of that. The adversity that the Raiders went through last year to make the playoffs and almost beat the Bengals in Cincinnati. And that team almost won the Super Bowl. I put it all together and I'm like, okay. I see everybody loading up in the division. I'm going with the Raiders. And boy, was I wrong. So I need a personal phone call, Coach McDaniels. The autumn wind is my reputation, and it's sunk. And scene. scene. <laughs>
<laughs> Rich, can I ask you a question? I don't get this well, thing well done, Mike. Who, who, who was your best friend in college? Like your your, your frat brother? Wow. No, you don't even have to say his name. Oh, I just no. want you to think about it, right? I had a few of them. Yeah, think about all the all the all the dirt you did in college. All the the goofy. What you, nights. I don't know what you're talking about. Well, you know, getting drunk. How dare you? You know, getting drunk. Doing I don't things know what that you college mean. kids do. Now imagine you you grow up and then he decides he's going to move into your hometown and move right next to you. Do you think you're going to be able to pick up where you left off from college? Because one of you is probably for a little further along in your mental state. One guy's probably still a partier. He's still kind of are locked you equating, in life. Are you equating uh, running routes to drinking beers? Is that what you're equating? <laughs> I, I, I'm just saying the chances of two old college friends reuniting after a decade and things picking up right where they left off hey, seamlessly, probably not going to happen. I've seen this movie before. I appreciate you trying to make that old school type of analogy, well but done, that does not compute here, man. <laughs> this team... Should be better than two and five. This team gets shut out. Darren Waller is missing in action. He cannot stay healthy. Even when he was healthy, they weren't doing anything. They blew a 20-point loss at home to Arizona in week two. They went ahead. That was was their home opener. They had chances to win football games at Tennessee, at Kansas City. Couldn't pull it off. Denver. I mean, they beat Denver. So how much is that a positive? They're the fifth most disappointing team on my list. Denver. Houston, they needed they, they, Houston, they they you know, they got they got right in the get right game and then don't score in New Orleans. They loot they get shot out. And they're at Jacksonville this week. Okay. Hopefully Jacksonville has the Wolverine blood with no jet lag like the, t- the quarterback who just beat him. Jacksonville's like, no thank you to the bye coming off of London. They're like, we've done this before. We know how it works. They go to two and six. I don't know. I might disown them completely. Because <laughs> part of me is like, I'm still like, I still see, I still see, I still see the leadership possibilities. I still see the prideful men i still see how good they can be and i just don't know if it's josh mcdaniels is like i'm i'm josh mcdaniels i am coming in here with all of the bill belichick ways of doing things i've i i I remember my time in denver so i'm different i'm 2.0 josh mcdaniels but i have every different way of doing things and every single way that the raiders used to do things and rich passaccia was doing things that's out and you all got to learn a whole different way of doing stuff and the team falls in five of their first seven. Where is Bisacci at this year? He's the Green Bay Packers special teams coach. Wow. Because, as you know, they needed to fix that lickety split <laughs> right. after getting bounced the way they got bounced by San Francisco. Yeah. Okay. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial. Lamar Jackson. When we come back right here on the Rich Eisen Show, the star quarterback of the Baltimore Ravens getting set to take on the Saints. They just shut out their last opponent. But here comes Lamar after beating TB12. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people. Or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash eisen. Hey, folks, it's time for the NFL draft, which means for me, I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, 
just not myself. You know the deal. You know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So Sleep Number helps me. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. Improve your quality sleep because Sleep Number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Ah, we're back here on the Rich Eisen Show. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial. You were like, what's two through six on your top five most disappointing teams list? Because you knew the Raiders were going to be number one. Yeah, absolutely. One. So who would but, number uh, six be? Look, look, hold on. Before I go that direction, I don't, I don't know. I'm, I, sure. I didn't think that deeply. Yeah, you, you know what I mean? More. You know, I, I mean, if you could go one more, what, Arizona? But they also didn't have – the reason why I didn't have them there well, or, the, the, or the Browns at the same record as the Broncos is because they had suspended players. Okay? So – I mean, I think Jacksonville, two and six. I mean, you could say the Lions, too. I mean, the Lions were supposed to be different than the usual Lions, and they only have one win right now. Yeah. So, and then we saw the Hard Knocks Lions, and we saw how deeply they really follow their coach and how deep they are in terms of loving football and being a team. But uh, Rams, three and four. Yeah, that's a definitely disappointing team. They they could be six on the list right there. Yeah. But – wouldn't you choose the Raiders number one as the most disappointing team in the NFL? Thousand percent. I mean, and you didn't have the same predictive skin in the game. Nope, but I thought they'd be a playoff team. I thought they'd be a playoff team. No, well, they could be. Uh, Two and five's not out of it, sir. Come on now. That ship he's thinking. I don't know. Two and five's not out of it. Win eight of your last ten. Oof. Win four out of every five. That's all I got to do. Well, yeah, yeah. Raiders schedule. Josh Jacobs is terrific. I don't know how. How do you win just two games when your running back is is racking up yards? I mean, I, like he's Jim Brown. If we got it, Mike, I don't know where their schedule. I don't know where the wins are coming from. Jags, Colts, Steelers. We'll get that in a second. I mean, that that's the only really three winnable games. Come on, man. Really. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, we were just chatting in the Roku-only segment about, you know, where the Raiders might get wins to even make the playoffs. Because you, th- you you say that they'd be disappointed for you because you think they're going to miss the playoffs at 2-5. So I, I, I don't feel good about them at all, okay, at all. And then there's a game at Jacksonville, home for Indianapolis, at Denver. They should win those games. They have at, a lot of Denver, talented players. At Denver? Hell yeah, they just beat Denver at home. They should, they should go to Denver and win. You have to win games on the road in your division. I don't know, man. At Seattle. Patriots just did it. Chargers. At, at Rams, maybe. Maybe they have a shot because it'll be a home game for them. Home for the Chargers. They, sh- they should win that game, too. The Chargers are more talented than they They have enough talent. Come on now, man. Uh, we haven't seen it this year. Devontae Adams had one catch last week. How about he the, couldn't even get anything in garbage time? How about the immaculate reception game? That's what I mean. That's that's one of the winnable games in the schedule. Although, by the way, every Steeler from it, it's going to be like the night at the museum that night in Pittsburgh. <laughs> it will be like everyone, everyone who's got a bust in Canton who's alive and can travel and be at that game will be at that game with their families on the arm of the Roonies. It's happening. Oh, I mean, that will be like, honestly, if Franco Harris, if he's never been bar mitzvahed, he can have a bar mitzvah that night (laughs) on Christmas Eve. I know I'm mixing religions. A Christmas Eve bar mitzvah for Franco Harris, something he never thought he'd ever want or could have. That's going to be that night. So that's a, that'll be a tough game for the Raiders. I would actually look at that and say that's a tougher game than going to Denver. No. It is. Come on. Christmas Eve, you're leaving your families at home. Yeah. Where are you going, Dad? Well, I'm going to Pittsburgh to play a game. Really? You're not going to be here? That sucks. That's really and if bad. they're going to, you know. 
The Steelers are not good. It'll be cold. That night, like I say, it will be a night at the museum. Yeah. Everyone will be there. Yeah. The crowd will go nuts. And it's going to be freaking cold. Oh. The, comp, the wind off the confluence. I might, by the way. I'm thinking about it. it being there, uh, I, I might find that other ketchup bottle and just crawl in it. <laughs> like a Tauntaun from, uh, from Star Wars? Yes. Well, look at you. What a, Ooh, what a deep Brockman. reference that is right there. Look at that. That might be the Man. deepest Star Wars. Like, you're stunned. Like, I'm, uh, I'm shocked. That you went, it's like, are just, you kidding me? Just saying. Brockman. Every once in a while. All right. <laughs> Joining us on the Mercedes-Benz Vans phone line is just one of the best. It's quite simple. He's one of the best, and he is definitely must-see TV. He is the quarterback of the Baltimore Ravens on the Mercedes-Benz Vans phone line in advance of the Monday night game against the Saints that I'll be uh, hosting on Westwood One. He is the great Lamar Jackson. How you doing, Lamar? I'm good. I'm good. Mr. Rich, how you doing? I am doing better for talking to you. I truly mean that. So uh, that's good. Yeah. Let's jump right into this right now, Lamar. How how do you see this team now compared to the very beginning of the season? How have you progressed entering this Week Nine game against the Saints? I'm being honest. I'm, I'm seeing the same guys. You know, guys who want to get better. Um, guys who you know want, who got a goal at the end of the season. Um, guys who's hungry. I'm still seeing the same guys. You know, um, our record um, improved. I'm saying the same guys, you know, um, winning guys. And so the passing game appears to be more of a focus this year. The running game, normally your team will run it more than than passing it. And last week we saw in Tampa you threw it around the first half before you really committed to the run in the second half. It, it, do you feel as if the passing game is more of a focus than ever before for your team right now? Uh, uh um, I feel like it's, it's game plan. If anything, you know, based upon the defense's game plan, um, seeing, seeing the loops and, and the holes with defense giving us, and I, I feel like that's what we based our game upon. And then for you, how are you a better quarterback now than say even in the year you were the MVP of the league, Lamar? Uh, mindset, uh, just a lot, just a lot of uh, maturity. Um, and maturity-wise, I mean, like age, you know, just being in the game, um, knowing, knowing what the defense is going to, you know, send my weight, stuff like that. So you're saying pre-snap, neck up type material? That's how you're better right exactly, now? Exactly, exactly, exactly. And how did we? How did you get there? Just it just as a a natural process, or or walk me through your process? Process, process but studying myself, studying opponents. Um, that's about it. That's about it. When you say you study yourself, what do you mean, Lamar? What do you What have you studied of yourself? Can you give me an example? Um, just, okay. um I critique myself with anything. You know, um, I really want to see the, you know, like the bad things I did in the game. Not, not even necessarily me doing something bad. Just, you know, why didn't this play work? You know, um, little things like that. And I feel like that that helped me out a lot. Lamar Jackson, Baltimore Ravens quarterback here uh, on the Rich Eisen Show. And then this offseason, non-playing season, you getting together with, with your guys. Uh, what was that about? Can you tell me some of the offseason stuff that you've gotten to see the fruits of that labor already through the first eight weeks of the season, Lamar? Um, yeah, just trying to build chemistry as much, um, much as we can before you know the season kick off and um, uh, what it was, Super Bowl week. I don't know if it was after the Super Bowl or right before uh, me, Bateman, um, Rashard Bateman, uh, James Forshee, they was out in Cali with me. Um, we was working out there. Then I went to Florida. Um, Benjamin Victor was with me. Snoop was with me. Um, I had some other receivers, um, guys from my hometown um, and guys who was from uh, my high school playing with me as well, um, just working on things like that. And I feel like it helped. You know, we just got to keep going because the season's not over. Okay, season is not over. That's for damn sure. And you got yourself a game against no the doubt. Saints here. Um, and yes, you know, so let's let's before we get into the game with the Saints, let's let's jump into it. Lamar Jackson here on the Rich Eisen Show with with your with your off season. Um, was it difficult for you to negotiate a contract while you were getting ready for a season yourself, Lamar? Um, no, not really. No, not not for me. It wasn't. You know, because I know what I was looking for. You know. Um, uh, I knew, you know, I was going to focus on the season, you know, when mm-hmm. the time was right. And 
that's just what it was. And, and is there anything you could add to just the national conversation that's still going on? I'm sure you're aware of it, Lamar, about what you were looking for. What were you looking for from the Ravens that you didn't hear? Yeah, um, I was just looking for, well, basically, you know, I already said it, it was self-explanatory um, that those guys put it out there. Um, you know what I was looking for, so I don't, I don't think I need to piggyback off that. You know, that was already out there. Okay. So I left it, like I said, at the beginning of the season, I was done talking about it, so I'm not going to just talk about it now. Okay, and and um, and in terms of the, the here and now for you, the the, the concept of you – representing yourself is there anything you want to say to people who criticize you for that Lamar as to you why are you representing yourself and you don't have an agent that is you know uh, a conventional agent to help you out with this I mean this is this is me and my situation you know not no one else's situation you know I don't worry about them I don't give an opinion on what they should do with what with, with their situations you know and, That's all. and just so you're, I mean, did you did you get dive into and 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 figure out like cap ramifications and things like? I, I'm not a math guy. I couldn't do it. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> Honestly, I'm more verbal. Yeah, That's why I, I do what I, I do have, right you know, now. I have people, you know, you know, I have people in my corner. You know, who going, you know, help me out with things like that. If I, if I don't see things the way they might see it, or if I need it, you know, if I need questions on certain terminology or something like that, I have guys that you know back me up on that. So I, I feel like I was pretty good. And then you know, Lamar, just you walking off the the field in Tampa uh, off of that big win mm-hmm. on on Thursday night, you grabbed a sign from a fan that said "Pay the man," and you know, folks see that and think that you're you're carrying with you maybe a chip on your shoulder against the team and that potentially this could be a final run for you. Obviously there's still franchise tags and things of that nature. Are you, are you, are you going through your business with that mindset this year, Lamar? Not being honest. No, I wasn't. Uh, the sign just happened to fall. You know, mm-hmm. I seen it. I seen the sign fall. So I was just picking it up. Like they give it to him. I thought somebody was just dropping the sign. I seen, it, I just started laughing and I just signed it for a fan. So, so, so I could have thinking on it, it could have just said go Ravens and they would have they would have done the same thing is what you're saying. No doubt, much. no doubt. Okay, and then betting on yourself. Walk me through that process. I've done that a couple times in my career. Not to to say that I also have your similar <laughs> skill set. I don't. That's why I talk about stuff for a living. But um, what, what what is there your mindset on that betting on your yourself like that, Lamar? I mean, I, I feel like I know my worth. You know, I know what I bring to the table. You know, I'm cool. You know, I'm, I feel like I'm a fair player. You know, um, that's about it. And throughout my life, you know, I always better on myself. You know, I feel like I better on myself going through. You know, what I went through my my rookie season with all the running back and stuff like that. Or, mm. You know, whatever, whatever else the naysayers say. So, yeah, just better myself through life, and I feel like it's going pretty well for me. Mm. I got God on my side, so. Yeah. Lamar Jackson here on the Rich Eisen Show. Okay, the Saints just shut out the Raiders. What are you seeing on, on film already that uh, leaps out at you that's a challenge for you on Monday night, sir? Uh, uh, vet, vet, vet defense. You know, I'm fa- we're facing the uh, vet defense. Um got Cam Jordan, those guys, you know, Tyran Matthew, no addition to their defense. Um, guys flying around to the ball. You know, I'm looking at a, a physical NFC team. Have you ever played a game in the Superdome before? I'm just going to throw that one out there. Have you played one? Oh, no, I haven't. I haven't. I heard it's pretty loud, though. So. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, you've played in loud places before, but I'm just, you know, I'm sure you've watched games in the Superdome growing up. I'm sure, you know, you watched some big college football games while you were at Louisville. I don't know if there's any sort of yeah. uh, meaning for you to, to go into this building uh, in Louisiana and try and show off your craft here at all. Yeah, you know, just... Just gonna try to show off my crowd. That's all, you know. I never, I haven't really, you know, had right. a fair share of being in the stadium or anything like that. Okay, and it, it's loud. I mean, it, it is loud. Uh, <laughs> what's the What's the loudest stadium you've ever played in, Mark Jackson? Say it again. What's the loudest stadium you've ever played in? What is that? Loudest stadium I ever played in? Yeah. Um, and and NFL. Yeah. College. Uh, NFL wise. No, college too. Give me Give me a college one. Was that that too? Any I feel like I feel like uh, Clemson and Houston was pretty loud in college. Mm-hmm. Clemson and Houston. Arrowhead, but would Arrowhead NFL, would Arrowhead be the in the pros? What about that in, in Kansas City? What about that? It's it's pretty loud, but I wouldn't say that's the loudest 
uh, stadium I've been at. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I really don't know. NFL, I don't know. Okay. The bank fans, get... fans go crazy in the NFL, so it's, you know, it's pretty fair. Like, <laughs> most of the teams who I'm, who I'm facing them have loud, have loud fans, so yeah. I don't really know. The bank is definitely yeah. open when you're, when you're doing their I thing for the, for the Ravens. You <laughs> the know. bank's pretty loud as well. The, the, the bank is <laughs> open. Are you talking openly Super Bowl in your locker room, Lamar? Do you talk? Is, is that a way that you talk and lead at all, Lamar Jackson? Uh, I'm, uh, you can say that. Because I, at the end of the day, you know, that's everyone's goal. I feel like if you play this game, that's your goal. And, you know, we we always got to throw that out there. But even though we focus on the task at hand, you know, the next opponent, and, you know, play, we're taking it a play at a time, but we we know what's in the back of our mind at the end of the day, you know, while, while we play this game, you know, why we love this game so much. Yeah, you do love it. I love that. I just I do love watching you play, Lamar, as does the rest of uh, the fans in the NFL. And, you know, and certainly there in Baltimore, it's the truth. It's the truth. And fans in Baltimore, I got to be honest with you, I think they're freaking out a little bit that you're 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 going year to year and that you and the Ravens might not see eye to eye. Did you ever have a conversation with Steve Bashotti, the famed conversation Steve had? With uh, with Joe Flacco, the guy who was there when you got drafted, where you said, "Hey, look, you know, go in the Super Bowl and, and, and tell me to put the bag on the table, and I'll do that." Did you have a conversation with the owner of the Ravens on that front at all? No, no, no I haven't. No, I haven't. <laughs> okay. Well, do you, you need a bag to put on the table? You want that? I can give you a bag to, to put on the table. You got one of those? No, nah, you know that, that ain't even my focus. I feel like you know I, I did I did pretty much a lot, you know, for my first couple of years mm-hmm. to even gotta see all that. Okay, you know, just for that, but okay. And then before I let you go, Roquan Smith is now uh, a teammate. Um, what was the general sense in the locker room when you heard uh, the Ravens front office had added a player of that caliber and that status to your team for the stretch run here? Lamar. Oh man, he was he was a decent for us. Um, you know, we, we still got still got great linebackers though Malik, you know, Josh, PQ. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, that's a great addition, you know, to help those guys out, um, help our defense. Um and he's leading the league in tackles right now, so that's that's tremendous. I guess we need it's... a little bit of everything. We we need a lot of additions if if we can shoot great players, bring them on. <laughs> Lamar Jackson, thank you for the time. I always appreciate when you say yes. When I say, hey, how about uh, you come back on the show? It means a lot to me, and I look forward to seeing you on Monday Night Football and beyond. Thank you, Lamar Jackson. Greatly appreciate appreciate it. Appreciate you. Right back at you. That's the MVP of the 2019 NFL season. Now the leader of the AFC North entering Week 9 here on the Rich Eisen Show. There's Lamar. (laughs) What'd you make of that? That he's not thinking about the 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 money. A lot of people think that he, he he probably picked that sign out of the crowd, but he said it dropped down on the ground. You could see it when it happened that it just kind of fell and he kind of picked it up. It was just kind of ironic, uh, ironic just, of what it said. I did. I'll be honest. I did not see the video of him picking it oh, up and handing yeah. it to the guy. I just yeah. saw the shot of him smiling right. and signing it. Right. You know. I don't know. It seems like the Ravens, everyone's like, pay Lamar, pay Lamar. Well, the Ravens are trying. He's, you know. I don't blame him for saying the Browns paid their guy this money and I don't have anything hanging over me like that guy has hanging over him. And I am a special, special player who has a special bond with your fan base. This is the business you've chosen. I've chosen it too. This is what I should be paid. No, I don't have a fully problem. guaranteed I don't have a problem with that either. But that's uh, if that is in fact his stance, can you blame him? Nope. And you know how I feel about the owner of the Ravens. He's one. Of, he's one of my favorites. If, if by the way, um, you know, if you want a guy who uh, cares about the team and is willing to, you know, do pretty much whatever. You could say, well, the, why isn't the pretty much whatever paying every single dollar and every single cent? I also don't blame Steve Bishotti for saying just because the owners of the Browns did it. Doesn't mean I have to do correct. it. Correct. Right. Yeah, I respect Why do that. I have to I own the, the, the well. decision of, of, yeah, they of that, that guy? They effed up. Why do I have to right. do something stupid? Yeah. And somewhere in between, Kyler Murray's like, okay, I'll take what you give me. Yeah, Russell Wilson, too. Yeah. 
which who I'm sure is very happy he signed that deal. <laughs> Boy, you think? <laughs> but if Lamar, look, they can franchise him the next two years. So I if know. he's going to go down this which route. Which is why I then, didn't ask him the question of do you think you know, this is your last year there because the Ravens have absolutely every card to play on that front over the next two years. Yeah, they'll gladly pay him a one-year $38 million for 23 and then a one-year $40 million right. for 24 and then figure it out. You know, They'll gladly do that. You can listen to the NFL and the NFL app on the Odyssey app on WestwoodOneSports.com via Westwood One Station streams or by asking Alexa to open Westwood One Sports sponsored by AutoZone. Kyrie Irving has spoken. And um, uh, we've got a very lengthy soundbite of what he, uh, I mean, he spoke for six minutes. We're going to play half of it for you in one fell swoop. Um, Because I've been saying I want to know what he's thinking, what's going on in his head, and we're going to hear it. So that's coming up before Nick Friedel of ESPN, whose voice you can hear in that media scrum. And then, you know, a little bit of fun. We'll go higher register for you and some ideas we need to go Talk in a higher voice to believe. That's coming up. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase. So all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. When you open up a Mercedes-Benz Sprinter van, you're opening up more than just doors. You are unlocking the potential to do your own thing and be your own boss, steer your own success, blaze your own trail. It's the potential that you're unlocking. Each and every Sprinter van is built, designed, and equipped to let you hit the open road and take on any goal that you set. And on top of it, you can follow your own passions and reawaken that spirit of adventure. Check all those big, bold, fun, and exciting experiences right off your bucket list. 16 body types you can choose from. You have a choice of a gas or a diesel engine. There's thousands of ways to customize. Again, Jordan Poyer and his family drove one of these down to Kansas City because he couldn't fly with a punctured lung from Buffalo to Kansas City. The the family took a road trip. It's available in all-wheel drive now, too. A Sprinter van is capable and versatile enough to help you drive your ambitions wherever you want to take them. So now's the time to discover what it is that moves you most. Don't wait. Unlock your potential inside a Mercedes-Benz Sprinter. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial. If you're on hold, stay on hold. We'll take your calls top of hour number three. Nick Friedel of ESPN, who covers the Nets, uh, he'll be joining us in hour number three. Uh, He was just in the uh, media availability the Nets offered with Kyrie Irving. Um, And I must say, I'm pleased that Kyrie held a press conference. I thought they would just leave um, everything to the statement. Maybe this press conference happened because Adam Silver, the commissioner of the NBA, sent out a statement earlier today that that statement was not sufficient enough for him and that he was going to meet with Kyrie next week. So um, it was a six-minute media availability. We have three sound bites for you. First one uh, was the first question that started the whole media Scrum, I believe it's it was done uh, at a shoot-around. You can hear some basketballs in the background. Here it is. Adam Silver wanted to hear the word, I apologize, or in your mind, you said I didn't mean to cause any harm. Were you apologizing or did you not apologize? I didn't mean to cause any harm. I'm not the one that made the documentary. 
what, what are the specific things in the documentary that you don't believe are true and that you don't believe represent your morals? I think uh, some of the criticism of the Jewish faith in the community, for sure. Some points made in there that were uh, unfortunate. Unfortunate is another way to describe untrue. Well, that was the first <laughs> Q&A that, be honest with you, was a little bit lacking right there. Certainly when he says he doesn't need to apologize because he didn't make the documentary. He linked it on his platform. Let's check out the second one. Uh, this, I believe, was the last question of the press conference where he was asked point blank if he's anti-Semitic. Do you have any anti-Semitic beliefs? Again, I'm going to repeat. I don't know how the label becomes justified because you guys ask me the same questions over and over again. But this is not going to turn into a spin around cycle of questions upon questions. I told you guys how I felt. I respect all walks of life and embrace all walks of life. That's where I sit. I think what people want to hear, though, is just a yes or no on that question. Yes or no. I, I cannot be anti-Semitic if I know where I come from. Man, I, 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 I just hope he's not anti-Semitic. I guess I could still live my life if he is, but he's got a platform, man, and that's the whole thing is the platform put this documentary in so many different inboxes and so many different places where folks might not have heard about it. But because I, I, I always want to be consistent and I've been saying, look, I, I would love to have him as an advocate. He met with the ADL as at least it made it seem like it in his press release in his, in that press release that was sent out jointly between the ADL and Kyrie and the Nets and um, you know, the back and forth where he was asked point blank if he met with the ADL. I mean, that's a very um, specific question to be to ask. And the answer that came back um, was that they they reached out and we handled it. That was the the back and forth. So did he meet directly with the ADL or he did not? They reached out and we handled it. Yeah. Why wouldn't he just say, say that yeah, we met, met yeah. unless they didn't meet. But I, again, I want to be consistent here because I'm like, what, what's he thinking? Like, what is in his mind where he would either watch this documentary and say, people should see it. Or he was told about it and say, you should do it. He's since deleted it. Here's a three minute portion of his press conference i'm going to play it all go for it are you surprised that reaction and some of the things that you did hurt people yeah i, I think i can ask a better question it's just where were you when i was uh, a kid figuring out that uh 300 million of my ancestors are buried in america where were you guys asking those same questions when i was a kid dealing with learning about the traumatic events of my familial history and what I'm proud to come from and why I'm proud to stand here and why when I repeat myself that I'm not going to stand down it has nothing to do with dismissing any other race or group of people I'm just proud of my heritage and what we've been through and uh, the fact that this has pinned me against the Jewish community and uh, I'm here answering questions of whether or not I'm sorry or not on something I didn't create and it was something I shared and I'm telling everybody I'm taking responsibility then that's where I sit. So, you know, these same questions that you guys ask, me dealing with it as being a melanated, pigmented person all around the world and dealing with racial biases against my skin color, demeaning me because of my religious beliefs. And I'm still sitting in the seat standing. So um, I take my full responsibility. Again, I'll repeat it for posting something on my Instagram or Twitter that may have had some unfortunate falsehoods in it. But I also am a human being that's 30 years old and I've been growing up in a country that's told me that I wasn't worth anything and I came from a slave class. And I come from a people that are meant to be treated the way we get treated every day. So I'm not here to compare anyone's atrocities. 
or tragic events that their families have dealt with generations of time. I'm just here to continue to expose things that our world continues to put in darkness. I'm a light. I'm a beacon of light. That's what I'm here to do. You guys ask me questions about basketball, I give you my expert opinion. You guys ask me about other things, I give you my opinion, and it's met with whatever you believe the perception or the deception is. You guys investigate my life every day, and you justify it by serving your own purpose, which I honor. I would like the same respect in return, figuring out just like anyone else. So please keep that same energy when we're talking about anti-other things. Because just because I post a documentary doesn't mean I'm anti-Semitic. And doesn't mean that I'm automatically standing with everyone that is believing in that. So it's unfortunate timing that we're in, but I'm glad that I could stand on the truth. Because I'm not afraid of these mics, these cameras. I used to be looking everyone in the eye and telling them the truth. But I'm proud of who I am. Any label that you put on me, I'm able to dismiss because I study. I know the Oxford Dictionary, you look it up, right? One of the biggest mistakes I had in being a kid was not knowing European or Western language until I started looking it up and understanding the definitions and why they say, if you want to trick a black person, put it in a book. I was wondering my whole life why they said that. Now I'm 30 years old and I know reading is a superpower because it helps me understand where I'm going and where I come from. Like a tree with roots. That's Kyrie Irving's three-minute long statement. Hour three coming up on our terrestrial radio side. I just want to say this. Um, I, I welcome him as a partner in battling hate and people who look at you and have tropes said about you that you know are not to be true and are very hurtful to hear. And it's very hurtful to have it spread. Let's do this together. What if I sent out a link to something with a bunch of tropes that he clearly knows are not true? And he's fighting against, as he says every day. I, I don't understand why it's difficult to apologize for that. And the, and the whole thing about may not be true, these tropes and that, it's, they're just not, they're not true. I don't understand it. That part I just can't wrap my arms around. I mean, you just heard about how he seriously, he takes so many subject matters when it involves him and his ancestry. Well, so do I. Maybe there's some common ground here. I'd love for there to be. And while we're on the subject matter, then let's turn to Amazon. Why the hell was that link available? Why is that, why is that available for him to be linked available. out? Uh, let, let's talk about that, too. I think that's the thing a lot of people... Let's That's the question that, a lot right. of people are asking. But he also can't say that he didn't make the documentary so, you know, hands off, everybody. It's his platform that put this out there and has now put it in the inbox of the commissioner and every single one of his teammates and everyone in the country. 